I think, I really think deep into my soul. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. You made a face and I was like, did you stub your toe? And then a cat appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. No, my cat decided he wanted all 15 claws, 20 claws in my leg. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay, all right, so before the cat interrupted my train of thought, um, I think this is going to be the one. I think this is going to be the one that actually makes me cry and, like, not actually sleep. Like, I think this is going to be... Oh, I'm looking forward to this. Horrifying. Let's fucking go. Oh, my God. So, anyways, as the title shows on our podcast today, we have um, Diana here with us to tell us our... Tell us her spooky stories to us. Hello. Hello. Hi. (laughs) So, <laughs> Diana is also from another podcast. So, Diana, if you would like to plug in a little bit about yourself, tell us about yourself, tell us what's going on, um, and where where you hail from. <laughs> where I hail from. I'm glad to be here, hailing from Tulsa, Oklahoma, but I am part of the Homespun Haints podcast. We are a team of two. Becky is my co-creator, whom I believe you have interviewed as uh, previously. So you've yes. probably heard that episode here from Becky. I'm the other half of Homespun Haints. So if you're interested in ghost stories, like on this show, you might like my show, especially since we are also funny and irreverent. Yeah. We have a lot in common, <laughs> oh, guys. <yeah. laughs> awesome. I didn't know you were out in Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been here. This is my house. This is a house I've I've known for a very long time. We're about to tell did, some stories about that. Awesome. <gasps> Hell how yeah. Did, how did you and Becky meet? <laughs> we're, we're world travelers, despite being from the American rural south. Uh, we, uh, well, no, no, Tulsa's not rural. Um, but so we both ended up at schools in Daytona Beach, of all places, Florida. Huh. And that is indeed where we met through a fellow Becky's neighbor, my classmate, introduced us and we had so much in common (laughs) that we (laughs) we've been friends for goodness that was during the the uh 20 uh, like 2007 recession so we've been friends for a long damn time now and we it took us it took us a good 12 years to come up with the idea for a podcast but we got there eventually wait so so you guys actually worked on the idea of a podcast for 12 years, or were you, like, joking? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it took us 12 years to come up with the idea to make a podcast. I don't think there were podcasts when we met. I think we're that old. Right? 2007? No. I think podcasts started around then, but it was, like, just on iTunes. Right? Because I remember listening to Mugglecast oh, yeah. Yeah. in like 2007, 2008. This is about when I got my so. iPod Touch Generation 1. So, yes, yeah. it, iTunes yeah. was indeed around. Yeah, it, I think that was that was it. Yes. It, 2004, they were called audio blogs. Well, that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. And then they turned into podcasting because they were on the I, iPod. <laughs> wow there you go the more I, you just, know. I just mentioned wow. that cool yep. i didn't know okay cool well yeah so I, I, you know i suppose it took us 12 years to come up with the idea that we should be on a podcast i'd never heard of them at the time um it was becky's idea to start a podcast uh this was before the pandemic but only just very briefly before the pandemic so we felt like trendsetters everybody started doing it a, a few months later um yeah. but yeah she she wanted to do a podcast about spooky ghost stories because where she's from it's common to tell ghost stories or you know to 
friends and family when you meet them and in Tulsa not so much um you know I, I jokingly say every time Becky says everybody's got a ghost story what's your ghost story she gets a great answer and when I say everybody's got a ghost story what's your ghost story the only answer I get is we'll pray for you <laughs> it's, it's it's not so talked about here in Oklahoma but um I grew up being the spooky odd one out you know my I I like I said, I'm, I'm from this area. I was born and immediately took home to this house here. So I've been in this house for quite a while. And um, we were just, we were the weirdos. My whole family was weird. Um, I think I told you before, my mom taught me my letters on a Ouija board. Uh, like, That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Like an antique Ouija board from the 60s. That's what I learned to read and Hell count on. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for a long time, I only knew the word goodbye, but, um, (laughs) sorry. That's so cool. (laughs) That upsets me so much. You have no idea. (laughs) I know, Katie. (laughs) We've had vastly different experiences with Ouija boards. (laughs) I'm like, oh, it's family time. It's, it's memorabilia. You're like, please, I don't want to remember that. The trauma. (laughs) I don't have any trauma related to Ouija boards. Just fun family member remember remembers something i don't know um so yeah my my mom taught me my letters on a ouija board uh we were going to reiki classes and psychic fairs before they were cool uh and it's just that that was my thing i i got into astrology and all the other like weird esoteric stuff that is just not super dupes popular here in tulsa um it, it, it is now it's getting we're a little more metro now but then it was kind of weird I don't know if you want me to start my story now. Do you want me to just oh, talk a, about yeah this house? Oh yeah, this, this is good, good segue. To, me. I mean, um, yeah. So just that was a terrible segue, is, but thank you. No, that was perfect. You talked about your house and that you learned um, the um, alphabet on the Ouija board, and you've told me that three times now, and it still upsets me. <laughs> That's my favorite, just as much every time. Um, <laughs> yeah. So just you know, whatever, make me cry. That's the goal. Uh, okay. Make me not sleep tonight. Um, Spook me, baby. That's that's, that's the catchphrase. <laughs> well, if you were here with me in person, spending the night over here in my in my house, you may or may not sleep tonight because it's it's getting a little crazy in my basement. It's a dark and stormy day, and sometimes some water comes in up from from the dirt below. Um, so that's that's my Don't job. Don't do it. Yeah. So anyway, this house, this house, I was more or less born and grew up in this house. Uh, and apparently when I was a baby, my mom says that I would spend a lot of time while she was trying to talk and play with me and swaddle me and diaper me and the other things you do with babies, whatever it is. Um, she would try to get my attention because I would always be staring off into another part of the room, babbling and talking at the wall, uh, baby talk, you know, complete nonsense, laughing my ass off about something that wasn't there in this very room that I'm recording in now. Hell Um, yeah. (laughs) I have never actually, let's, let's start with a caveat. I've never actually seen anything in this room, but apparently I did when I was a baby. So, um, right under this room, however, there is that basement, that dark, dark, spooky basement. Um, I actually right outside my bedroom door in between my bed 
And the bathroom that I had to use in the middle of the night when I was a kid, there is a hole in the floor because this is a 1930 house. It's got a floor register where the airflow is supposed to go through from the house to the basement to keep the basement nice and fresh. And so I actually have to kind of leap over this floor hole to the haunted basement at night to go to the restroom when I'm a kid. Um, So, you know, I kind of grew up feeling strange things in the basement um, when I got a little bit older, uh, and I was able to go up and down the stairs by myself, I often got the urge to like crawl on my hands and knees up and down the stairs. I was, a, I, it was, it was a strange relationship I had with the basement. Like for a little while, I wouldn't go down there. Uh, and when I would come up the stairs, I would always have to run the last few stairs because it always felt like something was brushing against the back of my long hair as I was coming up the stairs. And this is right by the secret passage that goes from the hallway to the basement stairs that I have never opened. And I don't think my family opened ever. So that's something that Becky and I are going to do in October this year. We're going to open that secret passageway and see what's in there for the first time. It's going to be great. Ever? You've never opened it. No, not in my lifetime. It might have been open before me, but I don't know. It's it's a small secret passageway. It's kind of just like a, you know, like a, a dumb waiter, or, you know, a little doorway that goes between the. I I have to imagine it's for like a laundry chute or something. If you wanted to throw your laundry into the basement, because that's where the washer and dryer are. But anyway, I hate so, it. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> so this is my growing up in this house experience. Um, apparently. When I was a baby, my mom's friend's little toddler kid came over, looked down the floor vent that I was talking about hopping over to go to the bathroom, and he said, I see somebody down there, and I think it's Mickey Mouse. So he's a toddler, of course, he doesn't have a lot of context. So he's seeing someone in the basement through this floor grate, calling it Mickey Mouse. I don't know why. That's the only other person who's ever really experienced somebody or something happening abnormally in this basement. Anyway, time passes. Um, When I am about, oh, 12 years old, this story's going to jump around a little bit in story context because it's in timeline context. So I apologize if that doesn't make sense. But when I was about 12 years old, I joined a an art club, an after-school art club, because I am so cool, uh, at Gilcrease Museum, which if you've not heard of Gilcrease Museum, is actually incredibly haunted. Um, it used to be kind of uh, uh, like a, almost a, an orphanage for Native children. Oh it, no! Is that is that the place where you had the um, where you like walked out the door and you weren't in the same place anymore? Let me tell my story, Katie. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I didn't mean to spoil it. <laughs> That's okay. So as Katie said, um, part of the art club and being a member of this incredibly haunted museum. Um, one of the things we got to do at the end of the school year was we all got to have this lock-in slumber party at the museum. And it's got this beautiful view of these incredible grounds that people see hauntings at all the time. I unfortunately did not see any ghosts that night, but I am an insomniac. So I spent most of my night, um, you know, I, I didn't sleep well in sleeping bags. I've never slept at a sleepover 
when I was a kid. I just couldn't sleep. So I would read all night and I'm getting really groggy and kind of, you know, delusional having been up so late and reading all night. I go to the restroom there in the museum. And when I walk out the door, I'm in a completely different floor of the museum and or room. I don't know. The light is completely different. That's why I say different floor. Um, I'm in a different area. I've walked out the same door, but I've, I've, the, everything about it is different. So I go back in the bathroom, of course. I'm like, I'm not, I don't know where I am. This is creepy. <laughs> go back in the bathroom, sit down, read my book for a few more minutes, and then, you know, start nodding off. And I'm like, okay, it's time to go back to bed and go out the, do- the same damn door. And it's the same room I was in before. So I don't know what that's all about. That's gross. Mm-hmm. It's like a, the the bathroom was a portal. I don't. So like, because I listened to that episode, that's what I get for for listening to your podcast. Sometimes. <laughs> um, so you're saying that you went in and it was like a like a darker room because obviously it was night, and then you said you came out and it was like just looked different. Like it just wasn't. Was there anything that was it was like, a different like, room? It it was uh, you know the windows were higher up. Um, there was a couch in the middle of the room. The room that I was that I have been in was kind of like a ballroom dining room almost uh, like an event center type room Um, and when I came back out it looked a lot more like a storage room with a bunch of furniture so I don't know I don't know what happened I wish I did it was a very weird experience was there only one door to the bathroom Mm -hmm. as far as I remember as far as I know I mean I was pretty tired I may have made a mistake like that I don't know it it felt it it felt bizarre to me. So yeah, that's what I tell myself. I obviously made a mistake or I fell asleep, right? This is my life. Everything paranormal that that happens to me, I'm like, oh, psh, I was just whatever. Same thing the next year when I'm painting my childhood bedroom. We're transitioning, of course, becoming a teenager. Have to paint the bedroom. Uh, we painted the bedroom at first. It was, you know, it was the 90s. So we went with the celestial theme, uh, like blue with gold spatter paint stars all over it and everything like that. So um, remodeling the room. I wanted to move out of the room while we were doing all this remodeling work because it was stinky. That was before low VOC paint. So, you know, it was terrible doing all this painting. Uh, and so I moved into the basement. Just kind that's of, brave. yeah, well, at the time, you know, I was a teenager. That's like the teenage dream, right? Is like, oh, freedom living in the basement. So I moved my bed into the basement while I was remodeling my room and something started happening. When I was sleeping down there, I would have consistent dreams of being in a different part of the basement and moving towards my body in the bed. And it was just, it was constantly this dream from a different POV attempting to move towards my sleeping body in the bed. Um, Didn't really analyze it very much. You know, tried to ignore it. That's just dreams. Whatever. It'll go away. It'll be fine. Slept in the basement for probably around a year or so. And I just kept having these dreams. But I never had any experiences that really made me frightened. And so that's when I kind of sort of made friends with my basement. I wasn't as scared of it as I was when I was a little kid. It didn't feel malicious in any way. It just felt very trapped. Like there was trapped consciousness down there in some way. And I didn't know how to really put that into words when I was 13, of course. 
Um, but it, it felt sad. So round about that time in my life, I took a trip up to visit my grandparents in Connecticut. Um, I was never really super close with my grandparents on either side because my parents are both from different states and they moved to Oklahoma, had me, and I was just like, it was a family of three. We didn't have any further family. All the other family was so far away and they were all really close-knit and they didn't come too often to see us. So it was just, it was an odd like stranger type relationship I had with my grandparents. So you can kind of assume I'm not really comfortable, super comfortable in the house here. Um, I decided to share a bedroom with my mom so that I wouldn't have to be alone in this house. Uh, of course, both me and my mom, insomniacs. So we're up at like two in the morning. We decide to go to the kitchen and get some... <laughs> <laughs> some snacks. <laughs> According to my mom, it was like Italian bread and salami. So like, yeah, real Italian kind of household there. So we got some salami, some crusty bread, and we go back to the bedroom. She precedes me, walks down the hall, goes in the bedroom. I've got my plates balanced, and I'm walking down the hallway and looking at my plate. And I look up, and right in front of my face, standing in a darkened bedroom, I see another face staring back at me. And at first, I thought it was my grandfather because it looked significantly like my grandfather, but it wasn't, I realized, as I was looking at him. And he looked very, very concerned about me being there. He, You know, I, I know your listeners can't see this, but he had furrowed, you know, deep 11s between his eyebrows. And he was big eyes and big, like, frown on his face. Like, what are you doing here? And I blinked and he's gone. I'm going to throw up. Yeah, didn't Ugh. didn't hear anything, touch anything, smell anything. I just saw this guy that I thought was my grandfather, and then he wasn't there anymore. And so I slowly turned the corner into the bedroom. I'm like, I just saw somebody. Has anyone died in this house? She said, no, there's, well, no, I don't think so. Apparently, years later... She remembers. Oh, yes. My grandfather died here, but he would have no reason to haunt this place, was her logic for not telling me at the time. Yeah. Protect the 14-year-old who just saw a ghost. So I never actually met my great-grandfather that I know of. I mean, perhaps he was like at my birth or something, but I, I didn't actually know him. And so I never, I'd never really seen him before. Have you have you seen a picture of him though, like today, and then like compared it to the face that you saw? Yeah, that's him. Oh yeah. my I god! Did, I didn't even know to look until my mom was like, "Oh yeah, maybe it's my grandfather, but he would have no reason to haunt here." Yeah, yeah, it's him. So he does look a lot like my grandfather, <laughs> appropriately so, <laughs> except kind of like a little more squat and bulkier in the shoulders and. Apparently his nickname was the bull um, when he was younger. So yeah, it, it, she's she's like, yeah, that's him, all right. When I described it, but yeah, apparently this all came out years later when I started a ghost podcast and I started asking my family members about family ghost stories. She's like, oh, you remember that one time? So yeah, so that was the that was the first ghost I actually saw. Um, few years pass and I am 17. I've got my driver's license 
when I was 17 specifically so that I could go take this summer job with my girlfriend at the time at a ski lodge in Colorado. And this was going, you know, this was long before the internet. This was when cell phones were still like, eh. Um, and we had a, uh, we had a 12 year old Volkswagen Jetta that wasn't super reliable. So all of these factors, you might be like, mm, maybe don't work out in the middle of nowhere on the edge of a mountain with no cell service and no electricity. But we were young. We're stupid. So this is what 17 year olds did in my day, right? You go get a summer job out of state and you, you know, it, it was a hotel, an inn, a, whatever you call it, a lodge. So we were able to stay there for very little money, which was amazing because it was a very fancy lodge, but we got a kind of different room from the guest rooms. When we arrived, we were shown to our attic room, which did not have any windows. Um, and then we found out that every night, well, twice, twice a day, so once at dawn and once in the middle of the night, they had to switch over from one generator power to the other generator power because there's no electricity up here. And so there would be a period of time where the man who was manually switching off one generator and going and starting up the other, there would be a period of about four or five minutes where he was walking from one to the other where there was no power. So we were just, boom, suddenly in complete darkness due to being in an attic room with no lights. Um, so that was a little bit intense, just having that moment every night where, you know, you, you're trying to fix some ramen for dinner, darn it, because you can't afford to eat at a restaurant. And there's no restaurants around anyway. Um, but yeah, oh man, this, this lodge was creepy because when we first showed up to the lodge, um, we were the first ones there. We were going to be the housekeeping staff for the summer, which in a ski lodge in the summer, you have weddings, right? So they have to use it for something in the summer. So for the summer season, we were going to be the housekeeping staff of two people, which is ridiculous. Don't ever agree to a job like that. It was hell. But so we arrived first before all the other summer staff and our manager is showing us around the, the place, showing us our room, uh, the laundry room, the cleaning cart, all the other things you might be interested in if you are knock, knock, knock housekeeping person. Um, when he kind of turns around with this smug swagger look on his face, he goes, did anybody tell you about the ghost? <laughs> and we're like, oh, oh, because hmm. we're little goth girls. And we're like, no. <laughs> this place is this place is a ghost and he's like yeah good night and just leaves like he gets in his truck drives down the mountain and just leaves he doesn't give us any history or any story or any explanation whatsoever what an asshole what an asshole what a jerk oh my god yeah yeah you said it. Um, but yeah. anyway, so, you know, we're moving our shit into our room from the car. We're the only people there. It's getting dark. You know, before he left, he switched over the generator so we didn't have to worry about being out of power overnight. And we're climbing up to the attic stairs, uh, climbing up the attic stairs to the attic, moving into the bedroom. And creak, 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 creak up the stairs into the bedroom. And finally get all of our stuff moved in. There's like I mean, this room, dude, this room, there's a mattress on the floor. There's a flashlight for a light and we have our private bathroom. So we're like, yes, this is the best room ever. Cause all the dudes 
everybody else who works there is a dude. We're the only girls. So all the dudes have to share like a, a hostel type room with bunk beds in it. We've got our own private room. So we're like, yeah, this is awesome. We get the best room. Um, well, they had a window, but you know, other than that. Uh, so we're going to bed and later on in the evening, we start hearing some quiet creak, 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 creak. We're like, I guess that's trees outside. And then we hear creak, 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 creak. And we're like, no, that's the stairs. Someone else is here. And so I pop open the door and peer out. There's nobody there. Close the door, go back to bed. Creak, 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 creak. Open the door again a few minutes later. Nobody there. There's no lights on. Can't be somebody moving in. There's no lights on. Close the door. Go back to bed. I keep hearing it. Keep hearing it all night. Finally managed to somehow get to sleep. Get up in the morning. Come out of the room. And the cook is there in the guy's dorm. And we looked at him. We're like, oh, awesome. There is somebody else here. That's great news, dude. He's like, yeah. Oh, man, you guys were up and down the stairs all night last night, weren't you? (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, uh. we still we still don't know what made the noise that was not the only thing that happened in that lodge um so there was one other room in the attic there was our room there was the guy's dorm and then there was the honeymoon suite and the honeymoon suite was just this gorgeous like polar opposite to our room of course <laughs> and uh it's got this whole wall of windows. It's got this king size, like California king bed that is so tall off the floor that you have to climb onto a footstool to get into it. It's got, it's a four poster bed and each of the posts is like a tree trunk. It's huge bed. Um, so I get the pl- privilege of making this bed <laughs> for a living. <laughs> <laughs> it takes some work. Um, so usually uh, my buddy would be helping. I, I'd have a buddy helping me put the sheets on this bed. But if you've ever tried to make a king size bed by yourself, you know, it's kind of difficult. Get that fitted sheet on the bottom and actually have it around all the corners. And you have to really like work at fluffing it up, right, to get it spread out. So occasionally I would have to make this bed by myself uh, alone in this room. And I would fluff up the sheet and try and get it spread out as much as I could so I could put it on the four corners of the bed by myself. And one time as I'm fluffing the sheet, it's billowing down in a strange way, almost like it's billowing into a pile in the center of the bed instead of billowing flat out. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Ugh, this is crazy. Come on. Keep shaking out the sheet, shaking out the sheet. Finally, I billow it up. And as it's above my head, I see something come down in the middle of it and just press it down into the bed. And as it falls, I try not to pee myself and it's gone. There's nothing there. It just, it, it, it was like somebody dropped a rock in the middle of the sheet and it fell to the bed. Um, so I, yeah, I quit that job shortly thereafter. (laughs) It's like the worst person to try and help you, like, make a bed. Like, you're not even helping. Go away. Go away. <laughs> this was not the, the goal. Fuck, exactly. <laughs> Have you yeah. ever made a bed before, Ghost? What's going on? This isn't helping. Quit being a dick. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> so, yeah. So I, I, like I said, a lot of the things that I, that have happened to me that I can't explain, I really can't explain them. You know, it's not even like, oh, that makes sense for a ghost to do. Why would a ghost do that? I don't know. So Be a dick. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so that was when I was 17. I haven't really been bothered by ghosts ever since then. Until 2019, when my friend Becky called me up and said, I think I want to start a podcast about ghosts and ghost stories. And I said, you can't do this by yourself, Becky. You need a co-host. I'm going to help you out. You're so kind. I, I also have a great Beautiful. need for attention. Uh, but <laughs> after that, that was 2019. And just a, a couple months later, right before the pandemic shut everything down, we started this podcast. And then I moved back into my childhood home. And... Becky would tease me mercilessly because the internet was terrible. And every time the internet cut out, she'd say, oh, the ghost is messing with your recording equipment. The ghost isn't, you know, the ghost doesn't like the subject matter. The ghost is upset. And believe it or not, several of our guests that we've interviewed who are mediums, psychic mediums, have told me off the air, oh, by the way, I saw this person in your house while we were recording through this video on Riverside, right? So they describe her as a motherly presence, um, uh, feminine motherly presence. Um, and it's bizarre how many people have said, you know, I get this image or I've, I've seen this person without really ever hearing this story. Cause I didn't share this story until episode 80. Right. So this is kind of like just bits and pieces of there's something in my basement that people have heard that they've been like, Oh yeah, it's a motherly type with long black hair, blah, blah, blah. She lives under the stairs, blah, blah, blah. How did they know that? Because shortly after I moved in here, I had another dream. But my dreams, apparently, I've gotten a little bit more detailed in my dreaming since I was a teenager. And instead of just dreaming from the point of view of this creature or being or whatever underneath my house, I actually had a dream where I was this person. And yeah, I know. I, I was a, a teenage uh, young woman, um, you know, probably hundreds of years ago, um, with dark, long black hair. Um, I was dreaming about being in a boat. I was dreaming about, uh, being, you know, being with my parent. And then the dream shifted and I was dreaming again from the perspective of the bottom of my basement stairs, looking up the basement stairs, and I could see what looked like a crime scene at the top of the basement stairs. Now, this is complete. This isn't real. Nobody's ever died in this house that we know of. This house is only from 1930, so it's it's old, but not that old. And I kind of sort of wonder, I mean, this, this area has been transiently inhabited by hunter-gatherer societies for thousands of years. So it very well could have been something from long, long before there was a house here. After having that dream, I kind of had a little more clarity because at the end of the dream, I'm leaning my head on the shoulder of another woman with long, dark hair. 
And I get the feeling that there's two presences down there. So this all goes on. I tell Becky this story, I, you know, and strangely, one of our patrons guessed a lot of the story before I actually went public with it. It's bizarre. Um, yeah, I don't get it. Psychics, man, they're weird. But uh, <laughs> when, when I, let's see, how do I want to go about telling the rest of this? So a lot of the guests on our show, which I'm sure you've had this experience, a lot of the guests have had hauntings where they wanted advice on how to get rid of the ghost in their bedroom or their house or whatever. And somebody has told them, oh, all you have to do is ask them to leave and they have to leave. Right. You've heard that. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, yeah just ask yeah, them yeah. to leave. They have to leave. Uh, so it's like I was down there doing laundry a few months after this, you know, dream that I had and I felt something touching the back of my hair again, just like it did when I was a kid. This is one of the first times this has happened to me as an adult. And so my first reaction is to be like, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, uh, you have to leave. That's what I say, because I've recently had somebody tell me that this is the solution to haunting. It's just to tell them to leave. And immediately, as soon as the words are out of my mouth, you have to leave. I hear and I'm like, was that one for yes or two for no or two for no and two for yes? What, <laughs> what does one knock mean? I don't know. So, you know, I got the hell out of the basement. Um, and I I tried to share this story. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why suddenly something's interacting with me down there because nothing's ever interacted before. It's always just been dreams. Always just been dreams and feelings. I've never had a sound or a knock come through or anything move around down there. But then something else happened. And I was, you know, laundry, man, it's perilous in my house. But I was <laughs> doing laundry and I had a scarf that couldn't go in the dryer. I was pulling it out of the washing machine. And there's a there's a clothesline that goes between the washing machine and the rest of the room. Um, and I was fluffing up this scarf, kind of like when I was fluffing up the sheet on the king bed. I'm fluffing up the scarf to put over the clothesline. And as it drapes down over the clothesline, I look down. And behind it, I see two pale, dirty feet. You're fucking joking. I'm not. I see. I, I swear they looked like feet. Could it have been anything else? Maybe. But when I moved aside the, the scarf after shitting my pants, you know, I moved. <laughs> not really, but, you know, I wanted to. Um, so I moved aside the scarf immediately. Like, <gasps> what's there? There is nothing there. There are no more feet. There is no anything. Ever since then... I've been just kind of seeing fluttering shadows out of the corner of my eye throughout the house. So, all right, my therapy session is over. What does it mean, guys? So, my 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 thought is in the basement when you were when you were 13, sleeping down there, right? Uh -huh. As a teenager, I don't think that it was you overlooking your body you were in her eyes overlooking yourself from her perspective because if you had the dream of being her that was her watching over you in the basement and that's why you didn't feel um 
so upset by it is because if she is this motherly presence, then she's just watching over you. But it's still really creepy that she's walking towards you. (laughs) Attempting to walk towards me. She was never able to in the dreams. There's always some kind of barrier. It was in a completely different room in the basement. This is like a full house basement. It's like a another story of the house. It's it's huge down there. So, yeah, she was always over by the washing machine and under the stairs when I dreamed about her. Ew. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's gross. Yeah. So you so we're the same people. So these these uh, these not the same people. This these these psychics, mediums, and people that were coming out were they all saying the collective same thing of it's a woman, it's motherly, it has long black hair. Three different people who don't know each other told me this. That's disgusting. Yeah, but is she harmful? Like, is she really? I mean, she just feels sad. And I'm beginning to think, based on the the most recent intense dream that I had and some of the things some of the mediums have said to me, I'm beginning to think it's a mother and daughter down there. The daughter stays willfully and, and well, the daughter, this is all conjecture. I don't know anything about ghosts and I don't talk to ghosts. I just play a ghost podcaster on TV. So um, I think there is a uh, an older teenager who... Uh, is trapped there and cannot leave. And I think there's also her mother or motherly figure who is voluntarily staying there to be with her. Is the feeling I got from that dream and also somewhat corroborated by a few psychic mediums who have told me stories about this that they've received. Okay. Okay. Um, do you have any other, like, because you, you were saying it's raining and so you get activity. So, like, is there, like, consistent activity that still happens even though you're not, like, seeing shit? Sadly, it's not haunting activity. It's just flooding activity. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just get water in there. <laughs> but ghosts are attracted to water, right? So who knows? <laughs> that's, that's literally what I was going to say because it's, like, if you have, like, improper drainage underneath your basement, then – and there's water flowing underneath. Oh, Mm. Mm-hmm. So have you have you actually like duck because I know you said no one was murdered in the house, but like have you actually done like throw like gone to your local library kind of thing? So when my parents bought this house in the seventies, um, the woman who lived next door had lived next door since the the twenties when the house was first built. She was an elderly woman who owned her house and. Apparently in 1978, she sold the house for like $5,000 or some crap like that. And there was a line out the door at, at dawn of guys with cash <laughs> trying to buy this house. But she she was she was a storyteller and she would tell them stories about the history of the neighborhood and such. And if there was something that had happened, she would have said something. She would have, right? Right? Right. Or would she not have mentioned a murder that happened next door so she didn't risk not selling her house? <laughs> she she was at no risk. She was selling this house for a fifth of what it was worth. She was at okay. no risk of not selling it. She could have been like, oh, it's really fucking haunted. And people would have been like, where do I sign? Yeah. No. It's a, <laughs> But again, like, like I said earlier, Tulsa, Oklahoma is not really a cultural place where people talk that much about the paranormal, like freely and openly. And so, uh, 
maybe not. Maybe she wouldn't have said anything. Yeah, because why was she selling it for so cheap is my question. <laughs> she says, like, I'm making a 10 times investment on my investment, so that's enough for me. I don't want to be greedy. <laughs> oh, okay. Apparently. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Or maybe, maybe she was selling, I don't know, maybe she was selling it for a higher amount than that. But it was still ridiculously low. It was definitely a yeah. fifth of what the house was worth at the time. And my dad apparently tried to talk her out of ta- uh, selling it so low. And she was just like, I don't want to be greedy. Making 10 times what I spent on it. Hey, rock on. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Mm, but yeah, so I would have, I would have, I would assume that she would have told some stories if there had been some, some chaos happening over here. Don't know. But again, like I said, it's, it's been inhabited land on and off for thousands of years. So absolutely. Who knows what was going on here before there was a house here or a neighborhood here or a city here. Right, because do, do do did any of the psychics like give any um, like facial features? Because when I hear long dark hair, I think you know indigenous. Probably right. That's what I think too. Like an an indigenous tribe uh, or indigenous people would have the the same kind of skin tone, hair tone, and uh, you know that that I see from the dreams. But again, I'm from the perspective of the person, so I can't actually see a face in any of these dreams. Um, but no, no, I've never gotten a, a sincere description of the appearance of either of these people. Only that they're there and how they how they are. One is trapped and one is staying voluntarily. I just had, I just remembered, I listened to one of your podcast episodes and it just popped into my head. Was it you or Becky that had the toilet incident? Yeah, that was me. Was that, did you tell, was that the haunted museum or was that a separate thing that happened in your house? It was a separate thing. Um, can you I, can you tell it? Yeah, I, I don't really know how to describe this. It sounds insane to me when I say it. Like, what am I even talking about? And yet, it's the best way to describe my actual feeling at the time. Um, apparently, I have a thing about portals and bathrooms and finding them inappropriately <laughs> uh, and Rock accidentally. On. So. Um, in, in this house, uh, there's a, an ensuite bathroom in this bedroom and, um, well, just one random evening, I'm really sleepy. I, I, I'm sure that this is like right before going to bed. I'm sitting on the potty, just kind of like head in my hands, eyes closed, like, oh, I'm so tired. I can't wait to go to sleep. And suddenly I feel my body falling forward as though I'm falling off the potty. And I'm like, ah, crap, what's going on? Um, And as I'm falling forward, I've got my eyes closed and I feel underneath my knees, I feel shag carpeting, which back in the day, before this was an ensuite bathroom, it was a closet that had blue walls and avocado green shag carpeting in it. Because we bought this house in the 70s. And so, yeah, so that was weird. And I opened my eyes and I'm not on the floor. I'm sitting on the toilet just like I was before. This is this is like some kind of weird like mental rabbit hole I've gone down that I can feel things from the past. And I'm like, this is so bloody weird. I don't even know what to say about this. Um, but then uh, a few months later... I am in the same bathroom, um, just kind of 
standing washing my hands at the sink. And I turned to look out the door. Sorry, my voice goes away when I turn my head, actually. But um, I turned to look out the bathroom door, and I see this bedroom, but with the furniture in it that I had in it when I was a teenager, instead of the current furniture. I kind of startle, and whoa, I turn back to look in the mirror straight ahead of me, and I see somebody I knew when I was a teenager in the mirror instead of myself. I look back out into the room. It's the room as it is now. I look back into the mirror, and it's me as I am now. So this is all extremely transient. It's just a glimpse, almost, like a glimpse into something. And the explanation that Becky has, which I don't believe, I don't believe it really, but the explanation Becky has is I've got two mirrors in there that face each other. And apparently this is a really great way, like running water plus two mirrors that face each other is a really good combination for portals. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know the first thing about portals except how to find them on the toilet, so. <laughs> yeah, too many mirrors, man. Uh, apparently, why do you, yeah. Why do you have two mirrors facing each other, first so, off? So I can cut my own hair. Yeah, hello. But you, no, <laughs> you gotta take it down. You can't have two mirrors facing each other. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's like a huge no-no. Oh, now you're the poor expert. Okay, why? <laughs> okay, you know what? I I know this is a thing. I'm gonna Google it. Um, well, I mean, every like one in like 200 times she looks in the mirror, there's an issue. That's not bad. Right. That's that's pretty good odds. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Zoe. That's less than one percent. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm gonna look this up. Let's see. Why is it bad to not have? Two mirrors. If two mirrors are facing each other, the light would bounce off the mirror surfaces repeatedly to form a new image with each reflection. The reflection from one mirror will be reflected in the other back to, and then again. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. No, that's stupid. No, no, no. That's See, it's literally fine. what happens. It's fine. Is it yeah. bad feng shui? It's energy reflections bounce off each other. It's bad luck. Is it dangerous? Um, let's do portals. Let's do a portal. Let's just, let's just, <laughs> just Google this right now. It's only bad luck if you're not great at cutting your own hair. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. If you can't cut in reverse, we have an issue. <laughs> that's been a problem multiple times. Yeah, gonna... that's fair. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah, I can't it's, cut it's... my own hair. I've also performed several self-piercings in that bathroom. So. Nice. Whoa. Get it, girl. 13. Bro. Get it. <laughs> oh my god okay so it just it says that when you when you face two mirrors together it, you can create a ghost portal that can, ghosts can move throughout Ooh, I can, we can, and I can, me apparently I, right so is are those the only two instances the the bathroom in the museum and then the ba- two bathroom instances the only time that you've had issues that i remember yes the dreams the dreams are there mirrors in the basement no there aren't mirrors in the basement See, I don't think it's a mirror thing. Yeah, I, I think it's. Either. I think the common denominator is you, my friend. <laughs> I'm just really haunted. Yeah. <laughs> in also, bathrooms. flowing yeah. water in particular. Flowing water's in bathroom. Flowing water. It is the laundry room with the water heater that is haunted <laughs> in the basement. I swear, none of the other rooms are haunted. The other rooms are fine. Okay, <laughs> it's just a place enough. with the water heater. Yeah. Yeah. No. Have no, you ever had weird. any weird experiences on rivers? Not that I can recall, but interesting question. I used to live in New Orleans on the river, but I mean, I never had any terrifying experiences there. 
Mm, strange, you tell right? Me I lived in did. New Orleans for four yeah. years and never got haunted. And here in Tulsa, I'm That's like wild. haunted left and right everywhere. Colorado. Crazy. You would think New Orleans would be more haunted. Yeah. That would make sense. Well, it's, it's post-Katrina. Were you there post-Katrina? I was there up until Katrina. I actually skipped That's- my own graduation just because nobody was going to come to it. So I moved out of my apartment early uh, when my lease ended left early before my graduation happened. There were like 6,000 kids graduating from my graduating class. I went to a commuter school. Like there were a huge number of people graduating. And so I was like, I don't want to be there if nobody's going to come watch me. What the hell am I doing here? I'm just going to move because my lease is up. And then, you know, if I hadn't moved, I lived up next to a levee in Metairie um, that was horribly flooded and unlivable after Katrina. So yeah, I got really lucky that I, <laughs> that I skipped Ooh. my graduation and skipped town. Woo! Right. <laughs> that was a close one. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's that's probably why, because apparently like a lot of mediums and people say that New Orleans got haunted after Katrina, because mm. Katrina. Wild. It's, that's, that's self-explanatory. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. A lot of, a lot of people got killed, and then a yeah. lot of... Um, Graves and um, stuff were disturbed and, yeah, pulled out. Yeah. Those things, graves. I couldn't think of the yeah. words. You're fine. That's, so. Yeah. That, that's that's why they have the beautiful mausoleums and above ground graves in New Orleans is so that mm-hmm. that doesn't happen as much. Nope. A lot we love of, it for them. A lot of flooding happens there and flooding and in-ground corpses don't go well together. That's a bad Ugh. idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. So – I think the big question is, though, is that are you ever going to bring in a psychic or somebody or whip out a Ouija board, you know, take after yours truly and try and communicate with the lovely ladies in your house? Would you? If if it was my own house, no. But if it was your house and you said, <laughs> get a ticket to here and you can do it, absolutely, I'll be on a fucking plane. I'm on the way. Because I can get to leave. <laughs> so this is part of the plan. Becky's going to come visit me in October, and we're going to open the secret passageway, and we're going to do some kind of seance something. That's really her wheelhouse. Um, I'm so excited. Broadcasting live to see what happens. Apparently, um, patrons are going to have the opportunity to watch overnight on a webcam, live webcam, there in the laundry That's room. That's awesome. So we'll see what happens. Nobody's ever set up a camera there before. Okay, okay. You just you just brought something into my skull that I'm going to talk about. So, I have a friend of mine who his basement is incredibly fucking haunted as well. Um, and his father set up a night vision camera in the basement and there's all sorts of ghost orbs. They've caught like they have a pool table down there. They have seen like the pool balls. It looks like someone is trapped in that room and they'll pick up the pool balls and that it looks like almost the guy like walks from or the ghost spirit, whatever, walks from the room with the pool table through a doorway and then just dissipates and the pool ball falls and rolls. <gasps> so I need you to <gasps> put a camera in your basement is what I'm what I'm going with. I need you to put a camera in your basement. We used to have a I pool table you- down there. <laughs> Put, put 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 the camera in the basement, but you also got to put like objects like pool balls yes. and like toys and like like different types of like trigger objects down there to see if they'll play with anything. Oh, maybe something lightweight like pool floaties or something. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Just make a ball pit out of the whole basement. 
<laughs> I've often fantasized about that. Uh, so yeah, no, they, I mean, this is this is good advice. Thanks, guys. Because yeah, I think we do need to put some trigger objects down there. Uh, apparently, I don't have enough trigger objects down there because I've only ever gotten one interaction <laughs> with that one knock. Yeah. So yeah, and the feetsies. Don't forget the feetsies. I don't know. I don't know about dirty feetsies. They were scary. Were they like really adult feetsies or no? They they looked they looked like maybe uh, adolescent, small small feet, small feminine, pale, Mm. dirty feet. I could see them from the shin down. (gasps) Bare feet, no shoes. Yeah. I, I want to ask how the toenails were, but was, is that a I weird don't fucking know. question? I, it, it, it was such a flash second thing. You know, it was a holy crap, whoosh, nothing there moment of seeing something bizarre and then having it disappear. So, like I said, every paranormal thing that's happened to me, I've been able to be like, ah, it was just, it was just in my imagination it's i just it must have been something else i saw you know i've been able to brush it off it's really it's really becky that has told me like no you may actually be haunted yeah do you do you like engage you talk to them do you like talk out loud like hey i'm coming in the basement or like hi how are you doing today like do you do any sort of engagement with them i haven't really because i don't really want to have engagement back (laughs) While I'm living here. Content. Content. What do you mean? No. Right? Well, we do a personal story every 10th episode. So it's my turn is coming up uh, in episode 100. So I'm probably going to have to do something to get haunted before then. So perhaps. I, I think probably the seance that Becky's planning is going to rile them up a little bit. I would imagine. It would rile me up. Yeah, the more Somebody you talk to them, the more they're like, oh, you notice me. Oh, you see me. Okay. Really? And then they do more Ooh. shit. That's that's if my fear. Yeah. If it's Mm-mm. a child, put like a, just leave a stuffed animal down there one night and then see if it gets moved. Oh, believe me, there have been stuffed animals down there. For sure. My mom was a collector of things um, uh, when she lived in this house. And so I, I got... Uh, she she's not dead she's still alive she just decided to put me in the house so she could go play around in her rv across the country so here <laughs> i am fixing up the house and selling all her things that she's collected and um there were lots of toys if if this little girl was interested in toys but i mean she was probably like this is more than likely she's like marriage material age in her world you know ah okay <laughs> it's not like child child okay 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 so shiny rocks that's what 20 year olds like shiny rocks no that's just you um i mean me too it's it's fine um have you ever had a male in your basement that's experienced oh, yeah. anything oh well so not that I not not that they've reported to me, but like I said, this is Oklahoma. People don't just go. I saw a ghost in your basement. No, it's just not a place where that happens. Um, I did have a plumber down there who swears he pulled a like the bottom metal piece of a light bulb out of a drain pipe. Like I don't know how that would have happened. And then he's like, I swear I found it, and then I lost it. I can't find it anymore. But that's the weirdest thing that's happened to a man in the basement, <laughs> as far as I, or anybody but me, <laughs> and my mom's okay. uh, friend's toddler who was a boy. But 
Why do you ask? Oh, I'm just curious if you've never had men in your basement and you just mentioned marriage age material, um, it just mm. triggered in my head maybe if there was a man or a boy, uh, because that little boy did experience something down there, mm. maybe it's more interested in men and you've only ever had like loving, affectionate hair touches <laughs> because you're a girl <laughs> like her daughter, not <laughs> not a boy that could be maybe. marriage age. Maybe. Hmm. Have to get some young bachelors in there. But I mean, like, yeah. I, I imagine she's maybe like 15 or something like that. Um, yeah. Which at the time would definitely have been like a grandparent or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you said marriage material, and then you're like 15, and I was like, wait a minute, and then I had to think the time frame. The time frame. I was like, this is a long time ago. Yeah, no, I do not get the feeling that they were there after the house was built. I get the feeling they were there before the house was built. Really, truly do. I mean, it's an old have house, you, but only 100 years old. Not even. Have Have you looked into... The history of the land, like which indigenous tribe was there, or it's hard to say because it, it was kind of a um, you know, hunter gatherers would go through the land for thousands and thousands and thousands of years before it was ever continuously inhabited. I believe uh, the Creek people of the Muscogee Nation uh, were the first solid uh, civilization to live in this area consistently. Um, which is, of, co- of course, you know, it's still a lot of it is creek land in town, and we're just now, like, recognizing that. So um, there's a lot about the land records here that are very much kind of hidden or, or obscured or swept under the rug. Boo. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to get good information. But there were hunter-gatherer peoples coming through the, the land for thousands and thousands of years before. So who knows? Who knows? Fair enough. Why? Well, if if anyone's going to stir up activity, it's going to be Becky because she summons demons in her in her bathtub with her seances. She's good so. at it. Yeah, <laughs> she's really good at it. <laughs> like too, like too good. Like uh-huh. re- like real it in Becky. Like just. Uh. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to what she interprets down there. We'll see. We'll see. We'll put it all on, like you said, content. That's what it's for. You should you should also like um, live stream in some psychics and maybe even the haunted housewives ladies as well because they also do um, tarot cards and then Tara is also like a psychic weirdly enough so mm-hmm. you should also do that I think that's super that would be super cool like just <sighs> fucking have that. a time with it <laughs> I would love that I want everybody to participate this is gonna be live content yes so I'll I'll notify you in October. When this is happening. Yeah, let me know. We don't have a date yet, but it's going to be massive. It's going to be epic. It's going to probably leave me with an insanely haunted house full of demons and portals forever is my fear. But yeah. who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's all in my head. I also <laughs> want to know if one of the girls has her hair done in buns um, on the top of her head, like two little buns, because that makes sense in my brain with the little boy seeing Mickey Mouse. Oh, that's clever. So I – can I take a quick break and run across the room and get you something? Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Do, right it, do it. Do it. Always. Do it, do it. Show me. Show me the thing. So this I want all the stuff. This is something I drew right after having the stream. Ew. What? 
It kind of spooks me in a good way. I want to see it. I, I'm gonna throw up. If if it's a little kid with the like the braids, I'm gonna, I'm cry. gonna fucking lose it. I'm gonna cry. Because that's actually what I've been is. thinking about since she said Mickey Mouse, and I've just I didn't want to scream it. Right. <sighs> yeah, I didn't want to like. I, I couldn't come up with anything for the Mickey Mouse. Like, I got nothing. <laughs> no, that's a good guess. I love that. Because, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't have thought of that, but I love it. Uh, I'm trying to find... I wrote my dream down in this journal, and I drew a picture based on what I saw. Oh, come on. The the dream, the dream? Like, the big the dream? The dream, yeah. Okay, okay. The dream where I was... That's... When did you have that dream? I don't know. There's probably a date in this journal at some point. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know if it was, like, within, like, the last two, three years. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was recent. Oh, come on. Ugh, paper, man. <sighs> Books. <laughs> need <Flipping>. control F. <laughs> <laughs> the hell? Sorry. I hope you can cut this part out. Nah. <laughs> No, leave it in here. Such great content. content. Um, Dude, it must have been in a different dream journal. Page Russell. How many dream journals do you have? Three. three. I told you, (laughs) dude, it's her. She's the one, like, connecting to other shit. That's, it's her. That's a lot of dreams you're dreaming. I'm not gonna lie. I don't, I don't fucking dream. I told that to somebody. I was like, yeah, I don't dream. And they were they were like, that's weird that you I'm, don't dream. I'm like, it's I'm weird sorry. you dream. No. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of bad dreams, but uh, I don't remember them. I just wake up in a panic. But Good Lord, you know, Zoe. That's fine. There's the picture I drew. Her hair is up in a bun. Yep. Told you. Mm-hmm. Her hair is up in a bun. I told you. And that's the crime scene at the top of the stairs. You sure? Are you sure it was a crime scene? Or it sure looked like a cleanup crew was cleaning up bodies, from my point of view. Oh, okay. Because I was going to ask, was it a remodel crew <laughs> with bodies? Maybe <laughs> remodels get pretty perilous sometimes. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Keep in mind, this is a dream. I have no idea if this is based on any sort of reality whatsoever. I'm not psychic that I know of. I mean, time's not necessarily linear. Precisely. Did, 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 that's true. Did any, my cat's having zoomies in the background. It's freaking me out. Um, Did any of the other other psychics comment on a murder scene or anything like that? No, this is, this is just... It was when I was dreaming this dream from the point of view of the girl in the basement, I thought that was me upstairs. Like, I thought that was uh-huh. my body being taken away. Time to move out. <laughs> Time is not linear. Right? Time to fucking leave. I'm terrified by what you just said. Yeah, the idea that Time this to is go. me seeing the future. <sighs> no, thanks. Time to go. Don't open up the crawl space. <laughs> well, Just leave. Right. Because honestly, if you had images of the of your bathroom in the past, your bedroom in the past, can you dream about the future as well? Shit, guys. You have been watching <laughs> yourself me from out. different perspectives. You literally saw yourself like as like growing up at 13 in that bed 
fucking move. Time to go. The housing market's I, great right now. Just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stressed out. I think I think uh, ADT or house alarms or really make sure that you, you know, maybe reinforce the doors, check, take a look at the windows. I think it's time to invest in some alarm security. Uh, um, Nest, Google bought Nest, and, you know, that's a really great system. I think it's time to look into some security. Some security so I don't get murdered. Well, I, that's why maybe. I cut all my hair off and dyed it blonde so that I wouldn't have to worry about being the, the murder victim with long, dark hair. Just kidding. Okay, That's fair. not the reason, but I just <laughs> thought of that as an extra bonus reason. So there's something to think about. There you go. But remember, I said in the dream I was in a boat. It was a boat made out of a giant whale's rib cage. So it's pretty cool. That's fucking dope. It was really hard to sit in. I felt like I, I was going <laughs> to fall off. How did it float? Bones. They float. I want you to look into different. Um, Afterlifes, and see if Ooh. there's one that has whale bones, like whale rib cage across the sea. Just that's that's too specific. What I do don't know mean? if that's a thing. <laughs> do you know I had you a know. past life regression once um, by a professional who does that, and they said that somebody I was connected with now. Actually, no, it was it was my current partner. It was Amber. Um, I'm not sure if she wants me to share her name on this podcast. I'm sure it's fine. Um, but uh, the the past life regression person said that in a past life, we were um, a grandmother and granddaughter with long, dark hair of Asian descent. Um, and that's how we had known each other in a past life. So... You want to know who also does past life stuff? Who? Tara. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yes. You could <laughs> totally hit her up for a session. Um, totally worth it, 100%. Um, she also might be able to give some insight into the house as well. So if you want to revisit that, uh, more content, there you go. Yeah, this is – well, I got the past life regression reading way before I had all these dreams and moved back into this house and had all these ghost stories. So it wasn't even on my radar. But, yeah, I mean, like, two related – women with long dark hair it's kind of suspicious and now we live in this yeah. house together all four of us well two uh. of us live in the house i should say <laughs> yeah two two of you just you know are in the house no no offense <laughs> that was good that was a good joke so those are my ghost stories uh i want to say i love it for you but like I'm also sorry, but I'm also, like, content, so, like, <laughs> it's fine. I want to know what the black fluttery things are that I see. I've seen a bat in this house, and every time now I see a shadow out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, bat! It's <laughs> very rarely a bat, but it's it's always my first thought. Like, I was so terrified when that bat was in the house. Oh, man. I mean, they have rabies, so it's understandable. Maybe. Amber was so brave. She she like went into the room. She trapped the bat in the room and like shoot it out the window with a butterfly net. <laughs> it's like you're so Hell brave. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. Hmm. So so you're saying the shadows happened after you told it the, to get out. The shadows have just started, like in the last couple of months. 
Oh. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, but I constantly am like, was that a mouse? No, it's on the, you know, it's up on the cabinets. I don't know. Just weird little shadows moving around the room in strange ways that aren't like, you know, we've got blackout drapes, so when we've got the drapes closed, there should be no traffic light coming in or anything like that. So I don't know what that's all about. I'm hoping I'm just um, picking up on some energy. Like I said, I'm not a ghost expert. <laughs> I, I just act like I am one. So who knows? You, you so might I, be, you, you might be getting more sensitive to it. Maybe. I do still just tell myself this is probably all in my head. I probably sound totally bizarre and off base telling this as a story you know to me it's still like well you know maybe i could explain that maybe i could explain each one of these little things but then the psychic started telling me about things that i knew that nobody else knew and it was just a little bit too chaotic in my brain when that started happening hashtag too real too real exactly so i don't know i don't know what we're gonna find in october but i trust becky um, hopefully she won't haunt my house and hopefully if she does, she doesn't mind if I come stay in her driveway a little longer. So <laughs> that's fair. That's oh. a fair trade off. My camper fits perfectly in her driveway. It's an enormous driveway. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Cause, um, I think that's a good trade off. She haunts the shit out of your place. So you get to annoy her at her place. Come haunt her driveway. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Exactly. exactly. I think that's fair. Yeah, I don't honestly know whether to be scared of any of this, but my main fear is that I'm going to see one of these entities, like full on full body, not just a foot, but an actual, just like my great grandfather when I was a kid. I mean, apparently I can see them occasionally if they want me to see them bad enough. Um, and it's going to scare the pee out of me because I'm going to think it's a real person broken into my house. You know, you don't know in that heartbeat. It's not like you can be like, oh, thank goodness, it's the ghost. Come to talk to me. It's like, there's a person. <laughs> ah, you know, get the get the pepper spray. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I, I'm, a, I'm scared that I'm going to be scared. But then I kind of also like to be scared. Like, I like haunted houses and horror movies. I'm a goth girl at heart. So it's kind of also like, well, if I did see the ghost, once I got over it not being a, a living human, interloper, B and E, maybe it'd be okay. Maybe it'd be fun. We can get along. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm open. Only one way to find out. Exactly. I'll we'll reconvene at the end of October and I'll let you know. We'll we'll do a we'll do a whole episode again and we'll we'll <laughs> get all four of us on here and we'll nice. talk about it. Yes, that <sighs> that we should. Okay, cool. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> okay, so you got anything else? Nope. Oh, no. sorry. Not me. No, Excuse no me. you're great. No, it's cool. You're fine. I was going to yeah, ask you no. next. You just skipped ahead. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. No, okay. I don't have any other. I'm just concerned. Sell your house. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is part of the plan, actually. Yeah. That, that's oh, why perfect. I'm here okay, is fixing good. it up to put it on the market for my mom. Yeah. Okay. Great. Sooner. Sooner <laughs> rather than later. <laughs> it's really hard to fix up a house that's 100 years old when you're living in it. Yeah. But I'm working on it. I believe in you. Thank Godspeed. you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, cool. Thank you for that. That was a wonderful, um, I guess we'll call it treat. I guess. it's. I mean, it was 
I, I am the the feet thing freaked me out. Um, well, great. Good. That was so, my job, right? Yes. That, oh, I'm gonna be thinking about that for a while. You're welcome, but not a good way. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, again, thank you for coming. Do you want to plug in one more time where you're from and what you got going on and where we can where where can the people find you? The people can find me on the interwebs at homespunhaints.com. Any social platform at homespunhaints. We're pretty good at branding. So YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Although, as Katie can tell you, I don't answer my Instagram messages. So better to just be a ghost. Uh, sorry, not a ghost. A guest on my podcast. Or a ghost on my podcast. If time isn't linear, you never know. Um, Homespun Haints podcast where we tell spooky stories and have horrible conversations about dark things that are hilarious. Hopefully you'll come say hi. 10 out of 10, go talk to them. Also, I think it's really funny that you guys have um, a Pinterest. (laughs) There's not really anything on it right now, but who knows in the future. Uh. I believe a Becky in whatever she's about to do because she's like, oh, yeah, we have a Pinterest. And I'm like, you do you, Becky. <laughs> we also have a LinkedIn page. Of all the, oh, my of all God. Things. Yeah. No, Becky's all over social. I'm like, I'm not. So I'm antisocial. No, no, thank you. Right. I edit the Drains website. That's what I do. So homespunhaints.com. You can link to everything else from there. Also, you can Dope. submit your own ghost stories if you want to come on the show and tell them. So on the website there. Yeah, I don't know how you guys find all your guests, but it's super cool. How, mm. Like all the ghost stories that you have. People just submit requests on our website. It's amazing. The pe- I, we've got more people with stories to tell than we have time to hear the stories. So, I mean, we're already recording for like season five. Um, but we just started putting out uh, two episodes a week instead of one episode every other week. So our content is, I mean, like we're like, okay, people like this. Let's do more of it. So. Awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> you know. But I love that for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> it's a lot of research. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> all right. So that's cool. So we're just going to awkwardly, I guess, sign off. If, yeah. If, if as we, we do. Us, as we always do. Awkwardly. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, until next time. Haunt her. I barely know her. Are those little ghost feetsies? Stop it. Stop it. Never.